Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, I'm Wade, one half of Records, and joined with me today is the other half. The better Kevin. looking half. That's right, the better looking half. Also, we have some very, very special news uh, to announce here in Records of the Republic. Uh, we celebrated something pretty big uh, over the the last week i mean it, it really happened a while ago but <laughs> we were it was a big deal uh kevin just had his 50th birthday so everyone <laughs> say happy birthday to kevin we can sing it well i'll sing it happy birthday i'm just kidding i'm not gonna do that Take but kevin that number how, <laughs> and cut it just about in half you turned what 26 was it 27 27 27 God, how old am I? 28? I guess. Because I'm what, a year? I'm I'm older than you by almost a year. What year were you born? Uh, 1995. I was born in 1996, so let's break out our calculators. I think it's a year. So I'd be, I'm turning 28 this year, right? Very good. One of our well, listeners feel, will let us know. I think that's right. I think we can handle this one without our listeners. We got we got <laughs> Probably. This one. But do I really want to dedicate any time of the show to figuring out my age? We've come this far. We've dedicated (laughs) this much time. Might as well see it through. Well, Kevin, you had a wonderful birthday. You were out doing a bunch of fun stuff, uh, which is why we're recording tonight, Monday, instead of last Thursday. Kevin, what were you doing over the last week? So... Not for my birthday. It just kind of worked out that we that it happened at, around my birthday. But we went camping for the first time as a family. And when I say camping, I feel like to the camping purists out there, I need to you need admit, to clarify. Yeah. It wasn't real camping. Like we weren't in a tent. We were in a cabin. I've got a one and a half year old. I'm not taking a one and a half year old tent camping. Um, why not? Why wouldn't you? Why don't you take Gene camping in a tent and see how it goes? deal do it and report back about how miserable you are and how miserable (laughs) he is um no i mean i don't know if we'll ever go tent camping at least not for a while i want you'll probably want charlie to be older yeah i mean i loved it when i was a kid um it was our first time going as a family um yeah jess and i went a lot when we were kids and we we did i mean i don't know i guess i don't know about her i think they only did tents but i did tent camping when i was a kid we did campers we did our not rvs um cabins um so we tried all of it yeah always loved it for me um it like i said it just happened to be at my birthday that was the first day um last sunday and we got some birthday cannolis instead of cake yeah that's the way to do it yeah that's that's the that's the new englander um 
And then we hung out by the Bunch fire. Of yanks. Yeah, did some. Well, I'm not a Yankee because I'm here in my. I'm like I'm not down there. I'm in my home. So, I'm where I'm from. I don't know if that makes you're, me a Yankee. You're still a Yank. I don't. I guess if the definition of Yankee is all people from the North. Yes. I thought in order <laughs> to be is... a Yankee, you had to be down a no. northerner down there. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's stupid. Basically, all of the North is considered Yanks to the Southern people, and vice versa. A lot of us are considered redneck Hicks. No, I wouldn't say that because we have just as many redneck and Hicks. You you don't get to say that though because you lived in both. Absolutely do. That's why I get to say that way. That's exactly why I get to say that (laughs) because I've lived in both places. I can tell you that there's just as many here as there are there. They're wrong, Hicks, though, because they drink unsweet tea. I don't think they've been drinking a lot of tea. That's even worse. Twisted tea, maybe. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you drink when when you don't really like alcohol. So you yeah, you don't that, know what to drink. That stuff's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Anyway, anyways, birthday camping. Yeah, cannolis. Got some, got some gifts. A couple books. Um, Jess and the kids hooked me up with book one, the Rogue Squadron series, which yeah, a bit vindicating because you were just getting on me for not buying it from <laughs> from Casper. I'm so um, excited that they got you that. Yeah, me too. It was in my wish list, and then a I think it's called Bloodline, but it's it's about Leia. Yes, um, it's Bloodline. So I'm ex- it's by Claudia Gray who mm-hmm. wrote Master and Apprentice. So I, I'm excited to read that, but I've got so many books ahead of it. Like there, yeah. Every couple of weeks, I think the list of books that I have to read grows by like. Four. It always expands. You just have yeah. to you have to take it one week at a time, and whatever you're working on is what you're working on. Yeah, I I, I started. I'm about seventy pages into uh, book three, the Corellian trilogy. Okay, really good. I just I haven't had a ton of time to be reading it. Right, um, but it's still awesome. And I got a stylus for the iPad because I want to learn how to draw on it. Ooh, uh, fancy. Which will be cool. Yeah, I like to draw cartoon characters, so I want to get good at it. And yeah. I'll just draw stick cartoon characters. <laughs> uh, it's about as smooth brained as it gets. Uh, <laughs> I, got a, I got a Lego set. Um, yeah, Obi-Wan you did. Kenobi comes with a cameo in i'm excited to put that together it's from from my mom shout out um so yeah it was a it was a good birthday and then we were gonna we've been trying to get together for the last couple of nights um you know saturday didn't really work uh and yesterday didn't work because i finally got out to go see oppenheimer and i'm happy to report wade 100 percent worth it I've heard podcast, but that movie was dude. I've been hearing such good things about it. So good. I am so glad that I got to see it. I saw it in IMAX. I was really nervous that I wasn't going to be able to go see it, um, just because it's tough to get out. But Christopher Nolan, already one of my favorite writer directors, lived up. I I was hoping to go in and, and get an experience, and totally did. I if anybody hasn't seen it and is on the fence, go see it. It was phenomenal. The acting was amazing. The writing was amazing. Um, it's it's classic Christopher Nolan where there's different things dropped throughout the movie, but it all right. comes together at the end. Um, 
like little things like a 10 second scene at the beginning of the movie that you forgot about because it's a three hour movie. Right. You you remind, it comes, it gets wrapped up at the end. Um, Comes full circle. Yeah, exactly. Compelling story. Definitely thought provoking. Um, Not so much in a good way, I would say, but it's still, it's, it's an excellent, excellent movie and it was worth delaying the podcast one more night. Good. Well, I'm glad that that is how it worked out. I do have some news, though. Um, no. So this is the, the... We both have, have life event news. Yours was already shared on, on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, all X, over Twitter. On X. Sorry. But I'm mine, still calling it Twitter. So Jess and I have always wanted to get a house. And Wade, I don't think I even told you about this. Um, the last time we talked, you were talking me off the ledge because my rent increased. Um, but while we were camping, we got, you got approved. Yeah. I told you about that. Yeah, you did. Well, I didn't tell our listeners about that. We got no, a pre-approval. Um, <laughs> and it comes with, so we got a pre-approval in the past, but what we really needed was down payment assistance. Right. Um, and we got that this time. So we actually just today found a house that might actually work. So yes. we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to yeah. explore it. Our realtors, our realtor sent it off to the lender and, if it, if it gets approved by them, we're going to go take a look at it. Um, it is farther north than we were wanting to go, but a bit of trivia. Um, most people know that my favorite band is Aerosmith. Yeah. I've been that way my entire life. This house is in the town that they got started in. So, so it's worth cool it. for me. But yeah. bonus points to anybody who can figure that out. Probably won't take much more than a Google search. But Yeah, it's, it's um, a Google. I won't know it. I, I don't know it. And Steven Tyler has a house there still. And I guess people see him <gasps> around town all the time. So you're going to be neighbors. Simply, I would simply pass away if I bumped into him. I, I mean, I think so. you'd just pass out. No, I honestly, don't think I would you'd die. leave him alone. I might wave to him, but I'm big on... I'm big on just leaving him alone. You know, he's just yeah. trying to live his life. He doesn't need me. What am I going to do with the picture? Right? Post it. Yeah. Frame it. No. No, Make I'll a puzzle just out of it. I'll just wave to him. Like I met. So actually, at an Aerosmith concert, I met Tim Wakefield, who was a pitcher for the Red Sox for a long time. Famous knuckleballer. There's not a lot of knuckleballers that they're, they're not around much anymore. And he he happened to be at the show that I was at. Saw him standing outside the bathroom. Shook his hand and walked away. That's I just awesome. Don't, I just don't really like bothering him that much. And he never washed his hand after that. Well, he wasn't in. The, I think he was waiting for somebody. But yeah, he'll he'll he forgot it ten seconds later. I still remember it today. Yeah, that's right. That's how that works. Sometimes <laughs> yep. now, sometimes they do remember. I doubt he remembers that. Probably not. But you never know. Yeah, you I run into him again. Maybe it's yeah. such a memorable night for maybe, him because they're such a good band. Maybe he's a listener of Records of the Republic. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Tim Wakefield, if you're listening, we know that yeah, you are. That's right. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and my big news is we found out I am having a little girl. Not just me, my wife, too. We're both <laughs> having a girl, uh, which we are super excited about because then we'll have one and one and call it done. 
having a girl is so special. Yep. You're gonna I have it. no idea what I'm going to do. I've, my Amazon cart is full of crap, and none of it is for me. It's all for our little girl. So It's the best. Uh, I'm going to go broke very, very quickly. I'm going to have to pick up like a second or third job for sure. <sighs> I don't know if you have time for that. Uh, I'm going to have to figure it out. That or we're just going to have to start making money doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, also a couple more updates. We are now on TikTok and also trying to figure out Discord. We are a little bit older and not as hip and cool as some of these youngsters. But we have had a couple of people reach out and say, hey, are you guys on Discord? Um, No, I don't really know what Discord is, but (laughs) we made an account. So we are going to try and get on and figure it out. That's right. So just another way to reach out and connect with other Star Wars fans out there. The more the more community we build, the better life is. Right, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I've used Discord a little bit in the past, but not too much. It was kind of like a, uh, a work chat off of yeah. work systems. Talking to friends. Before I was in management, once my, I got into management, I left it. My famous uh, YouTuber cousin got started on Discord. Before he got millions of subscribers on YouTube. So, which is still nuts to me. I'm not going to name drop. But if any of you guys figure out who my cousin is, um, he's got... Hold on, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Because I'll give you the exact... No. (laughs) Dude, if it was Mr. Beast, I'd have so much money. Yeah, we wouldn't wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be, yeah. I mean, that or I'd be doing this and we'd be like paying a producer and... He'd be helping us fi- figure out how to get this to be successful. <laughs> like, there would be some actual production <laughs> quality. Yeah. So I'm looking it up now to see. And I'll give you, he does mostly video game related content. And currently he has, uh, let's see. His main channel has 2.68 million subscribers on YouTube. Nuts. Yes. Um, ironically, nice. we're not subscribed to him right now, so I'm going to subscribe <laughs> with our records, with our three subscriber <laughs> YouTube account. Um, but yeah, so he he does a lot of videos. Um, some are Discord related, some are meme related, some are uh, video game related. Just multiple different avenues to create content. But yeah, if you guys figure it out and you're able to send me a screenshot of who my cousin is uh, on YouTube, we'll send you a prize. I'm not sure what it is yet, but it will be Star Wars related, probably something Black Series related, and it'll be pretty cool. Because I don't think anyone's going to be able to figure it out. My Facebook profile is set on private, so... I don't know. I'm sure they'll be able to figure it out. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. I, I, I would be very impressed with the investigative skills that our 10 followers have if they're able to figure it out. So it's true. I'll be excited to see that. Anyway, uh, let's see recent news. Um, skeleton crew we saw is not set to release on Disney's schedule for quarter four. Um, they made that public. What was it like a week ago? 
Yeah, I think so. When we saw that, um, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you, what do you think's going on in Disney right now? Well, I'm going to give my hot take here. Could be wrong, but I, my theory is that it's Iger playing hardball. Um, you know, I assume that these contracts for the actors, they're not going to really get paid much of anything until the show is released. Um, the writers specifically. Um, sure, they've gotten some because, I mean, you got to live, right? You, know, you can't just not get paid while you're writing. But right. I would assume that they will be losing out on money until the show is released. So I think it's a strategy of his. We all know how he feels about this strike. Um, right. And, you know, it's very, very clear where he stands. So maybe that's just part of it. But I, I would not be surprised if the reason why we're getting delayed here, because I mean, it's so late, right? Like what could they be, what could be left for them to do? Yeah. There's, there's nothing that the writers have any effect on in terms of yeah. finishing anything for skeleton crew other than them just not getting paid yet until it gets released. They're... Right. We're, I mean, we're so close to when it was going to be released. Obviously there's no more writing. There's right. no more shooting left to do. It's all post-production. Yeah. That's why I think it's him playing hardball. It's hard to imagine that um, something with the post-production was going wrong and they needed to delay it for that. It, who knows? It, maybe I'm just being conspiracy theorist here, but I would well, not be I, surprised if it were true. I don't, I don't think you're being conspiracy theorist. I don't know if he's necessarily trying to play hardball in that regard. Um, Cause I, I don't know how writers are, are paid on all of that. I don't. Yeah. It could be honestly no. but what I do know is if you don't have writers, you don't have future content. And so I think he's holding his cards close to his chest and saying, if we're not going to have future content coming out sooner, I need to have something sitting on the backport burner that's pretty much ready to go so that if there's a, a long gap in between releases, I have something that I can fill that gap with. And I, I, I genuinely think that's probably what he's doing. Um, I think if if writers are paid the way you, you, you're saying they might be paid, um, you know, there could be an aspect of him playing hardball there. But I, I genuinely think he's just trying to say, okay, we've got something we can release in the event that we don't have anything ready to go, or at least in, in production. How much time does that realistically buy him, though? It doesn't buy him a lot. It doesn't buy him a lot at all. But I think the strike's gone on longer than he's expected. And that's why, because, I mean, eventually he has to realize, like, they're going to have to come to an agreement, or they're not going to have content, or... They're going to have to write, you know, hire writers who are not part of these guilds or yeah. whatever they're called, unions or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I just I don't know how writers are paid, so it, it's speculation on my part. Yeah, I'm I, just thinking, hit them where it hurts, right? Like, I'm, but I, Iger, like I said, I'm, if if he's listening, I would I would be more than happy to uh, take a job as a Star Wars writer. God help us. <laughs> I I would be more than happy to uh, to take on that role. We'd end we'd end up with um, a hillbilly spinoff. That's not fair. That's, That's what not, you would I do. 
Star Wars in the South. In the backwoods of Alderaan. <laughs> that that would be the title of the show. I would watch that. I would too. That see, Kevin, I could be a good writer, man. <laughs> now now see, now now I know what I'm gonna start writing a fanfic of. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna in my very minimal free time, this is what I'm gonna start doing is writing a fanfic called In the Backwoods of Alderaan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely think, I mean, obviously there was some speculation from people and I'm going to tell you, we got on TikTok within the last week, like TikTok's been around for a little while. I am very late to the game. I started with Facebook reels and then worked my way back towards TikTok. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm a little old, but I've seen a lot of videos lately by Star Wars content creators that are just straight rumor lies. Like, not even yeah. rumor mill, just straight up lies. Like, things like Acolyte gets canceled, Leslie Headland gets fired. It's like, no, those are pretty much almost done. Like, they're not going to fire her. They put too much money into it. I mean, they could, but they're not going to. I, I There's so much. and And some of the websites that these guys are, like, quoting is fact. It's like... Dude, those are not reliable sources at all. I get that sometimes these these little tiny websites out there that like to leak, you know, rumors essentially to to try and get traffic. I I get why they do it. But if that's what you're reporting on, like you probably need to shut down your channel. But I know why they do it as well. They do it for the views and, the, you know, all the, the back and forth. Yeah. And I get it. It's traffic. And that at the end of the day, that's what you need. Um, Short sighted, yeah, that, though. That, it just drives me nuts. So I, Skeleton Crew got lumped into that with a couple of people that I've seen out there here and there. And Skeleton Crew is not getting canceled. We've got merch that's already been made. Lego is set to release a Skeleton Crew set in january so we're not yeah. we're not losing skeleton crew it may get postponed but it's not getting canceled or getting taken off you know anything like that we're still getting it could be a publicity maybe a play too i mean it could it absolutely could. About it. you know there's no question about it amongst the star wars community you know this is a show that unlike ahsoka ahsoka draws in not just you know, like your true diehard Star Wars fans, but your surface level fans and anyone who kind of is interested in Disney or Star Wars, you know, that yep. sort of thing. Skeleton Crew, that one seems to be more targeted towards some of the diehard who are going to be more interested in everything that Disney Star Wars puts out. Right. Not just the main characters. So it could be a, a publicity stunt just to get us talking about it, which is, I mean, hey, they did a good job if that's their goal. Because we are talking about it quite a bit. I would um, respect yeah, that move. We're definitely getting it. And and that, I think that would be a wonderful thing to find out if that was really the reason why they took it off. And not, you know, playing hardball or, you know, just trying to cover his rear end. You yeah. know, any of that. It'd be nice to know that it's just a publicity stunt. I still don't think that's it. But that would be wonderful to find out. Could be a combination, too. It could. It could be all three of these things at once. Or none. Or none. We don't know anything. could be way <laughs> off the mark. <laughs> we have no informants in Disney right now. Correct. 
maybe one day. Um, I feel like I would very much abuse that power, though, so probably not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with it. I I would go full dark side on it and say, this is mine. I'm going to bend it to my will. Well, it's just information. It's not like you have influence over what's happening. No, but I'm saying in terms of leaks coming out, getting information ahead of schedule, stuff like that, like... I'm the kind of guy that asks my sister in October what she's getting me for Christmas and then bribes her to to show me that she actually bought it. So See, I would I would wait for the big one, like one that I could really, really make some money off of, sell it, sell the info. Well, yeah, I, I, and I then, get that. And then just You're more patient. Retire. You're now, you're much it more be worth that much money. <laughs> no, but you're, it could be you're a much down more... payment. You're much more patient than I am. Maybe. So anyway, uh, speaking of which, we are getting some really cool Lego sets coming out. Um, I said Skeleton Crew. I believe it's going to be the main ship from Skeleton Crew. That's the rumor right now. It's not 100% confirmed as to what it is, just that it is a Skeleton Crew-related set. Um, We're getting, I don't know if you saw the Coruscant Guard Republic gunship. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. You've got to look it up when we're done here because it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, It's going to come with like Commander Fox and a couple of Coruscant Guard clones and Palpatine and Padme, I think. Um, And it's just, it's a gorgeous set. Um, We're also getting another buildable R2-D2, which I'm not sure why we're doing another one. I know it's, I think it's going to be smaller than the other one that just came out. But I feel like we just got an R2-D2 recently, like within the last few years. Yeah, it seems kind of random. So I don't know if they're doing it more on like the scale of the helmets, where it's still kind of a collectible piece, but more affordable than the the big large one was. Um, I have no idea. And I know we're getting a buildable Droidica, which is going to be about the same scale as some of the... Uh, Helmets. It's like in the That's $60, cool. $70 range. So that'll be a cool one to build. Um, I think it'll be kind of like BD1, maybe a little smaller. I'll um, do that when it comes with the shield. That would be dope. Really, really hard to put together, but that would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but So I know we're getting that. May 1st, we're getting Grogu's Escape. That's what the set is titled. So I think it's going to be Grogu and Keller and Beck on the speeder bike. That's what I'm thinking. And if that's the case, I'm buying one. Because I would love a Lego version of Keller and Beck. Yeah. Um, I've already got Baby Yoda in a few different forms. So, But Keller and Beck, that would be wonderful. So we're supposed to be getting some other cool ones. Um, those are just the ones that really... St- stood out to me. Those are the ones that I'm probably going to look into buying. Uh, they do, they are starting to do young Jedi adventure Lego sets. That's cool. Which is really cool. Um, are they like in the, like the bigger blocks for kids? No, no, they, they're still, uh, they're still relatively like normal Legos, but they are, I mean, they're rated for four plus. So, um, they're just, yeah, well, I have thought about buying them because <laughs> um, that's a show Gene and I watch. They just, yeah. I think I said this last episode, I can't remember, but they brought out, they dropped new episodes 
um, like August 2nd, I think it was, for Young Jedi Adventures. So Jeannie and I have been working through the second set of episodes. I think there were like six or seven that got dropped. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, they've been dropping a lot of merch. We also got a like and comment on our Instagram post uh, from one of the voice actors from uh, Young Jedi Adventures. Interesting. I saw my post about Jean and us watching it, and so she commented on it. Cool. So, yeah, that's my little claim to fame for the week. <laughs> but it's good, man. Have you watched any of the Young Jedi Adventures? Yeah, I've watched a little bit of it. I mean, it's it's pretty fun. It, I think it's, like, perfect for toddlers. I think they did a very good job with, like, you know, it's your basic messages of friendship, be kind to others, like... um you know, say sorry, don't steal, you know, stuff like that. Like help others out when they're in need. It's, it's you know, your typical little Einsteins and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. So I've been loving it so far. And then let's see, other big news we got, which I broke to you tonight. Um, yeah, you guys missed was... the reaction by a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, Kevin did not realize that one of the most recent trailers for Ahsoka has the line that's been dropped by Anakin, a.k.a. Hayden Christensen. And you can tell it's him. You can hear Very it in his clear. voice. Um, but and it's him addressing Ahsoka. So, you know, I'm not sure if they just gave him some lines from Clone Wars at some point and said, here, read these, we need to record them, or if we're actually going to see him. I mean, knowing knowing the amount of flashbacks we've seen in a lot of Dave's work, I'm really hoping, and even in Obi-Wan for that matter, like, I'm really, really, really hoping to see an Anakin and Ahsoka, you know, doing training together or something like that, just like we saw in Obi-Wan. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Force Ghost Anakin, though. That's, I mean, I'm not going to knock it. If that's what it is, I'm okay with that, too. Like, because I feel like one of Dave's side quests is to make the sequels a little bit better. And we all know about how, you know, the rumors about him being in Skywalker as a force. So maybe fell short big time. Yeah. Maybe he's recycling that and giving it to us. I'd be totally down for that. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I mean, just hearing his voice in it was enough for me. For me, it's kind of like in force awakens when we heard Obi-Wan say, these are your first steps to Mm -hmm. Ray. You know, it's it's that sort of thing. Like, no, he's not in it. I'm not seeing him. But that's that's you and McGregor. That's Obi Wan yep. Kenobi. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay even if it's just a, that. Even if that's the only line he said, and it's already been, you know, spoiled for me, and I'm not gonna hear it for the first time again. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about these things. I don't really do trailers. That's why I hadn't seen it. Um. I'll watch like the initial trailer just to get a feel for right how things are. But like, I really don't do much beyond that because I am, I live for the surprises. Um, yeah. I, so I feel of kind me, of bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not your fault, right? Like I just, I haven't been on social media much the last, the last week. So I just assumed, cause it's been all over. Yeah. I mean, people have been tweeting about why. it or Xing about it, whatever, you know, They've been posting about it, like, all over social media outlets. 
But um, I just I love those shock moments. I know, I know. And I should I should have thought of that about that before. No, I... it's not you. It's a reasonable <laughs> assumption to make that I would have seen it. I, I really, to me, I think that whoever's on the marketing team, you know, making these trailers, I, I really think that it should have been withheld because imagine that moment if it is Force Ghost Anakin or yeah. whatever, how cool it would have been to. I mean, it wouldn't have been the biggest surprise in the world. I think everybody reasonably thought that there was a chance that we would get Anakin in some form in right. the show. But you don't know until you know, and now we know. It's true. That's fair. But we are getting very, very close. So I'm very close. excited. And I I've am more about, excited. I've thought about calling out of work for this. Like... <laughs> I, I am I am that excited. What are you just gonna call out every release day? <laughs> no, just for the first release. I might get up. Just like I might for the wake premiere. up. And... Oh, I'm I'm waking up for sure. Yeah. And watching it at three AM. We should do a group watch. We can do that. I'm game. Me and you. I'm down. Because we'll I am I am stoked. Oh no, I'm doing it regardless. Yeah. Ah, that's a tradition now. I know. I did it. Um, I did it for the finale of Book of Boba Fett, and that's that's kind of a special memory for me because it was when Charlie was a newborn; she was still in here. So like, right. it was just it's a very specific feeling that time of my life. Yeah. Um, so and it's the only time I've ever gotten up. That's not true. I I <laughs> that's actually not true at all because there was I think there was an episode of even Obi-Wan Kenobi that I stayed up for because she was just having a really tough night and I was just she was in our room with us so yeah. I was like all right I'm just going to go downstairs with her right like one yeah, of us I've got, at least one of us is going to get some sleep I've got that to look forward to again yeah I mean honestly one of the things that I really couldn't stand when you know, Charlie was a newborn or even when Jess was pregnant was, it seems like everybody was trying to convince me that I was going to be miserable and that you, Oh, I hope you'd enjoy your sleep. Like, I know I'm not going to get that much sleep, but I loved it. Like I, I, yeah, there were some tough nights, right? Like that night I wasn't very happy, but I totally missed and enjoyed waking up with her, feeding her, you know, and just having that one-on-one time with her. So, um, Gene and I spent many a night over a bottle in Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, those are memories, you know? And I don't know. It's just, even if it is miserable, why are you trying to get me to, like, why are you trying to condition me to to think I'm going to be miserable? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you're setting it up for failure. I, it's hard for us because I sleep like a log. I mean, when I <laughs> once I'm asleep, I'm out, dude. Like I'm not waking up for anything. House could be on fire, you know. Someone could have broken in. There's a good chance I'm not waking up unless Penny knocks me out of the bed. <laughs> and by the time it takes her to put that much effort into getting me up, she's already decided. No, it's, it's just not worth to, it. Yeah. I'm gonna wake. I'm gonna go deal with Jean, and you're gonna hear about it in the morning. Yep. So. There were many a night I uh, would have to run out and grab <laughs> snacks or say some, you know, do something to say I'm sorry. Um, but it's just I sleep, I sleep so hard, man. It's not good. I know. 
But I used to be like hey, that when I was a kid. When you're tired, you're tired. That's true. I mean, there's my I, I don't control what I do when I sleep. <laughs> it's not up to me. It's true. But anyway, so the big thing that we are doing tonight. Actually, before we get to that, I had a question of the night, and I wanted to ask you this. Okay. Uh, what is your most controversial Star Wars opinion? Uh, I heard this I heard this asked recently to someone else, and I thought, oh, that is a good one. I don't know. Hmm. I used to think that my opinion of Mace Windu was controversial, but the more I say it, the more people seem to agree with it. Uh, so I don't think that's it. I mean, for those that don't know, I think Mace Windu is a jerk. And I don't really like him. Um, hmm. I used to think that I, I never really understood people's obsession with Mandalore, but I get that now. Um, so that's that one's out. So mine, mine is that through the prequels, Anakin and Padme's relationship wasn't that bad. Like, I think it was depicted pretty perfectly. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people get annoyed by it. Yeah. But I thought it was perfect. I mean, the whole way through. As cringy as some moments are, I think it depicted it perfectly where he was in his stage of life and... and you know, maturing. Yeah. And, you know, she, uh, the only part I have issue with sometimes is actually her, but I think yeah, it was depicted extremely hot well. I think it's hot nope. and cold. There's some good moments. Some really it's good moments. All the way. Some... <laughs> all the way through. It's hot, man. Did you see Attack of the Clones? Were you watching the same Attack of the Clones I was? Padme <sighs> and Anakin were hot. Yeah, I saw seen that little those... scene by the fire. Yeah, I've yeah. seen those memes where um, they was hot, boy. I've seen those those memes where it's like Padme saying, "We can't be together," and then she she's wearing what she was wearing. Where's just, like know, the most seductive dress in yeah, the yeah, history yeah. of yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, um, it was it was it was hot. Know. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's one that. I don't feel that strongly one way or another. So I'm not, I, there's nothing for me to debate with you, but I get why it's controversial. Yeah. A lot of people hated it. I think it's hot and cold. There are some scenes that I like and some scenes that I don't like. I like it all the way through. But I see I your very point too, that it was, they were young, you know, like they, yeah. Well, they, and they he's definitely... been in the Jedi temple being taught his whole life. Hey, you've got to let go of attachments and yada, yada, yada. And then he's sent on an assignment with this girl that he's had a crush on since he was eight. And it's like, right. All right. You're sending them on a, on a, basically a paid vacation to a isolated a beautiful resort. place. And it's like, mm, maybe yeah, not yeah. the best idea for a raging <laughs> hormonal 18 year old. Like, yeah. come on. Maybe, maybe my most controversial one is that I, I personally, place the majority of the blame for why the Jedi fell on Yoda. I think that he was so blind. Ooh, I don't like that. I think it was his fault. 
so afraid of the dark side. When you tell somebody they can't ask a certain question or they can't think about something, you're just going to – ignorance is not the answer. Right. And I think that's the way he was starting to lead the Jedi was we don't talk about the dark side. You stay as far away from the dark side as you can possibly get. And right. I think that that is what opened the door for Palpatine to come through and really manipulate. So I love Yoda. I think he's a great character. I'm enjoying the comic series that I'm reading about him. I yeah. wish there was more Yoda content. When we when I watched Empire Strikes Back last week, the Yoda scenes were some of my favorites. But I think that it like if there was anybody that needed to go into exile, it probably was him. <laughs> and I, yeah, I really do think I, that I he can was agree to blame. With that. I can agree with that. Also, Jar Jar wasn't that bad. Jar Jar is another one though lovable. that I thought was controversial, but I think there's a lot of people that agree with that. I think a lot of people have come out swinging the other way because of everything that happened with Ahmed Best, and now mm-hmm. everyone's like trying to be super like, no, no, we love him, and it's like I don't know that they genuinely do, or if they're just sorry because of what their actions led to yeah. in his life and his struggle, and that's because like I'm an original Jar Jar fan. Like I think Jar Jar, I thought Jar Jar was fun when I was a kid. I think he's fun now. I like Jar Jar. So for me, it's like the hate was never there. The love was always there. Yeah. But for those people who weren't in that boat, shame on you. Maybe, maybe one could be that I think that Ray's character is salvageable. I think that if we get more content with Ray, that it could, it could still be good and Ray could still be a great character. I don't know that that's questionable though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I at least agree with that. I don't know if that's controversial. I think, I think, sequel characters as a whole are salvageable. I still think that Kylo Ren is a great character, as he was depicted in the movies. He was all right. I liked him in all three of those movies. I didn't like him all the time, but I didn't hate him either. There were times I I was hot and cold with him. Yeah, I loved him Um, in the Last Jedi. Finn, I loved in a force in the Force Awakens, and then like he and I, he and uh, John Boyega and I both agree that his character tanked hard yeah. after that, which was very disappointing. That's a that's a redeemable character, though. I think in the in the Ray led yeah. New Jedi Order movie, very redeemable. Yeah, well, because it's not that they did anything wrong with Finn. They just didn't yeah, do anything did. with no, Finn. They, they didn't do they anything with that him. up. No, they screwed it up by not doing anything. Right, which is wrong. No, I I, I understand, but what I, the point that I'm trying to make is that they actually made mistakes with Ray. Yeah, but they also made mistakes with Finn. I think Finn falling in love with Rose was stupid. That was stupid. That was a mistake. Didn't make any sense. Forced. That was an active mistake. We or don't... her coming out of nowhere at the end of Last Jedi to like destroy his speeder when he's like sitting there getting ready to save everyone. Yeah. So it's like, I really, you did that writers. We don't need a love story in every single movie. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Or if you're going to do it, continue building on one that looks like it already exists. 
Yeah. Like there seemed to be an obvious connection between Ray and Finn other than just friends, at least from Finn's point of view in the force awakens. Yeah, I agree with that. That's very much how I saw it. And then all of a sudden Rose comes out of nowhere in the last Jedi. And it's like, what? One thing that I always thought was stupid was, um, how instantly connected Poe and Finn were. Here's the thing though. Cause I'm, I'm going to be honest. I bond with guys like that. Like we become best buddies. All we have to say is that we enjoy one thing that we both like and immediately we're like besties. I get it. I get it. And they went through a whole escape together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. But I just felt like, felt like it was a bit forced. They Think didn't about need it. to if be you guys, that close that quickly. If you guys survive an escape from an Imperial Star Destroyer, Dreadnought, whatever, get blown out of the sky together, you disappear, but you find his long-lost droid, and then you find out the dude actually survived? Yeah, I'm going to run and give him a hug. You know, you know what it might be for me? I think it's weird that he wanted to keep the jacket. He didn't want to originally. He was going to give it back because it was it was Poe's, but right. that doesn't he mean was... that he wanted to give it back. I, he clearly I wanted he to keep it because he wanted kept to. It. No, because Poe was like, no, keep it. It looks good on you. Like, no. that that's a bromance right there. 100%. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like them as bros. I just felt like they went from 0 to 60 too quickly. I go to, from 0 to 100 like that, like overnight. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, you, I, I you can join them and be best friends. I think I would, first of all. <laughs> I absolutely would. But I think that's natural. I think that happens with a lot of guys. Like, hey, you like, you know, you like the New England Patriots? Yeah, I like the Patriots. Ah, Patriots! You know, I mean, it's that kind of thing. Ah, F the Empire! You know, that's where they're at. They're rooting for the same team. That's that's all all it is. I'm glad that's an aspect that you don't mind. (laughs) I think that it's just a, a larger thing for me of lazy writing. Like, it'd be one thing if that was it. The only thing where I was like, oh, I kind of lack some some depth and context there. But that was the theme throughout all the movies was lazy writing, you know. Well, yeah. Conclusions that were jumped to. Like, I, by itself, we're getting real into the weeds here. But by itself, I don't have a problem with somehow Palpatine returns. But <laughs> that is the most lazy explanation that yeah, we could Yeah, that's that. I think that's the biggest thing for me. They didn't have to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, if it really was a matter of, like, I don't know, he's he's back, you know, like, I don't know. And At then, least, like, have a deeper conversation about it. And then the stupid, oh my, like, this might be the most cringy line I've ever heard in a movie, but when they're like, <laughs> we're the spark that's going to light the fire that's going to take down. <laughs> so bad. I hate that line. There was a lot that we will definitely be covering in the next few weeks. Although we might have to take a break. I take that back. We're going to have to. This week's Return of the Jedi, and then we'll just have to get... That's okay. I'm okay with not doing the sequel trilogy for a while, and we'll just focus on Ahsoka. Yeah. I'll have to prepare my heart for a sequel trilogy to try not to be overly mean. No, be overly mean. Rate it. I mean, there's some good things. I want to be honest. I don't want to just be mean... Because I have but it's personal. How you feel. 
Yeah, I guess. All right. I don't think we'll, anything's we'll going to change between now and when we do it. Anyway, this week we did Empire Strikes Back. And before we get into scoring, I have to say, as a kid, I would not have agreed with my scoring at all. But as an adult, really? I no. As an Empire, adult, you agree with it? Uh, well, yeah. I just mean as an adult, I have a different appreciation for this movie that I did not as a kid. I would agree with that. I think that the books that I'm reading also give me a, a deeper appreciation for, for this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, anything that I'm sure dives into relationship between Han and Leia and stuff with Chewie, and I'm sure yeah. that would add to Empire. So I am ready to say something about this movie that I've been flirting with for a while, and I can, I, if you want me to, I can... Do it. Wait to give the final judgment until after we, <laughs> until Do after it. we watch Return of the Jedi. But I'm, I think, I think I'm ready to say that. Do it. For the first time in my life, Empire is my favorite OT. Not Return of the Jedi, like it's always been. Oh, okay. All right, you did it. We just watched. Obviously, just watched Empire. Just watched Return of the Jedi not that long ago in the theater. Uh, and we're going to watch it again. I don't know. I I think I like Empire better. See, I can't make that claim yet. Only because I know how much I love Return of the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi. And I have to try and go into it with a clear mind. But I I still think there's a chance Return of the Jedi might edge it out. I will say that this watch through that we're doing, I think we've set, talked about it before, but it definitely is causing me to really pay more attention than I uh -huh. ever have. Oh, absolutely. And it's paying so attention cool. to lines and characters and, and yep. you know, the music and so speaking of which, let's get into scoring. Yes. Uh what score did you give for characters? Four point eight. Oh, okay. I gave it a four. Okay. I just think that this is our trio at their best. And then you get Lando added to the picture for the first time. Um but what just what trio? Lucan and, and Leia. So you're just going to exclude Wookiees? I mean, yeah, for for no, they're the Chewie, main three. Chewie, no, oh. you can't you can't leave out Chewbacca. I'm not leaving him out. He's still yeah. You're saying he's not part of the the, the trio. It, a trio is three. Those Come three on. are the main three. <sighs> Chewbacca doesn't get enough love. I. I gave him and love. I, I'm, I'm sick. I gave him I'm love sick of last us. week. I'm sick of Wookiees not getting the love yeah. and appreciation that they I'm not deserve. Fight this battle because I know how these, much you love him. These and nerf herders out here are out here just throwing Wookiees to the side like they're garbage Ewoks, and they're not. I have, I have notes. Wookiees are people great, too. I have notes about how great Chewie. There were at least two times during this movie. Where Chewie made me laugh out loud. Chewie's because wonderful. <laughs> I, so, I love Chewie, but I'm talking about Han, Luke, and Leia. I think this movie is when they are at their best together. You start off with Han and Leia going at it uh, like an old married couple, but they're not even together yet. Um, I just, I love the part when Han's about to leave. They're on Hoth, and he's about to leave to go pay Jabba. And um, she's trying to, she's like, we don't want you to leave. And he goes, 
oh, or you don't want me to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. The way yeah, I know he what you're talking says about. it always makes me laugh because he's just yeah. so sure of himself. He knows that she is he's into very, him. He's every bit the cocky smuggler yeah. pilot that you would expect him I to be. I just think that this the, the writing of these characters, it's the best that we got of them. I, I would say that I think their char- the characters themselves as individuals and sometimes in relationship to each other were on full display. Um, yeah. I mean, you got clear uh, depictions of, of who these people are supposed to be. Han's this cocky, arrogant sob pilot and you've got leia who's this strong independent you know princess of the rebellion who doesn't mm-hmm. need uh a verification or validation from anyone and then you've got luke who's just trying to figure out he's this farm boy on tatooine trying to figure out his place and still trying to find himself as a as a jedi um I think all three of those depictions are are put on full display in this movie. Mm -hmm. One thing that I never really noticed before, and it was something that I I got out of this most recent viewing. I've always, when I think about Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, I think of goofy Yoda, like crazy old man, Mm -hmm. but he drops that. Mm -hmm. And he turns into Yoda, like the Yoda that we know. And I made that observation for really the first time, and it was so good. I when he made because I don't I don't really like Goofy Yoda that much. It's funny, haha, but it's, I, no, I I like, love it. I love it because you know you think of this crazed old hermit. I mean, he's been alive for like eight hundred something years, mm-hmm. and he's this crazy old hermit who's been living on this planet basically by himself without to our knowledge, any sentient beings. And, you know, when Luke comes across him, he's like, oh my gosh, what is this little frog creature? Like, he's obnoxious, he's annoying. And Yoda's just trying to to kind of test where he's at. You know, does he have patience? Is he willing to sit and understand and learn? Or is he just, I don't have time for this. You know, he, he's yeah. like a teenager. He, he kind of depicts Anakin really well. Right. At this stage in his life, which is perfect because, you know, when Yoda, when they're in the hut and Yoda looks up and goes, train the boy, I cannot, or something, you know, something like that. He says, I can't train him, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, yeah, that (laughs) boy, you are spitting image of your father. Um, And kudos to George for writing Anakin's character so well to reflect some of that stuff from the OT. I mean, I think that's that's a very good job on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when Yoda flips that switch to, uh, to I, I am the Jedi Master you're looking for, I can't train you. You're, you're too old, and you act too young for how old you are. Like, you should be acting way more mature than this, and you're yep. acting like a child. Like, sorry, I don't, I don't can't do it. I so I, I I liked the dichotomy that was given uh, between the the two faces of Yoda, which is also going to be uh, my next fanfic. By the way, the two faces of Yoda coming out <laughs> next year. Um, no, I mean I like the characters. I gave them a four, um, mostly because there wasn't anything too new that stood out to me about the characters, um, other than. They they really kind of 
doubled down on who they were. Like mm-hmm. we got pieces of that in the in a new hope. They doubled down on it in this movie and it, it, it paid off. But there wasn't really anything new that really got me or stood out too much. Um obviously when we first watched the movie, the whole Luke Darth Vader father son thing that was a pretty cool twist um but other than that you know there wasn't anything crazy i do like lando i i I think lando was great in this movie he's kind of like a a polished version of han that's that's kind of what i got from him to an extent the businessman version yeah yeah i mean that's what i mean he's polished he he has a little bit more of a professional arrogance yeah and and you know he's kind of haughty you know like he knows he's big stuff i mean he runs the whole uh, you know factory the whole cloud city whatever i don't know if it's actually like a a state or a a country or you know just a little city on bespin Uh, i know it's a gas mining uh facility so but i mean you know he knows he's big stuff because he runs the place and so you do get some of that, which I like. Yep. So characters were great. Music. What did you give it? Well, I have a couple. I have a couple other notes for characters. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to rush through. Um, Vader. One of the mm-hmm. things that I really picked up from this one is he's really ruthless in this movie. Like in a way that I I never really noticed from the OT. Like he's killing people, like he he's pretty badass, you know. And I I think for sure the OT gets this rap for Vader of you know kind of old man, not really that scary, not compared to what we've got from Disney. But he did like he was kept kept changing the deal on Lando be just because he could. And when Lando pushed back, he was basically like, "Shut up." Right. If you say another word, I'm going to going to make it worse, you know, and, you know, the way he's talking to Luke. He was much more ruthless than I remembered him, um, at least from this movie. Yeah, I could agree. I, I would say. See, I think across the trilogy in general, he's more ruthless than I remember him being as a kid. Yeah. Like he was still pretty ruthless in. A New Hope. I mean, he cut down Obi-Wan. We just didn't see him as much in A New Hope. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean he cuts down Obi-Wan. Character. He blasted Biggs, Luke's best friend. I mean, we just got to see more of him in this movie. It was more and direct. I think, yeah. I think that's what did it for me in terms of Darth Vader. And then the only, the only other note that I had was, we got Ugnaughts. Yeah, we did. I never realized how many there were in this movie. But there yeah, were, there oh, were there quite were tons. A few. Yeah. yeah. Ugnaughts are fun. Yeah. Not as fun or not as cool as, um, oh, what's his name? Now I'm drawing a blank from Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Quill. Quill. That's his name. It's not Quill. It's, it's like Quill. K-U-I-L-L or something like that. Um, yeah, he was awesome. He was the best of them. So what did you put for music? 4.5. Me too. Yep. 
4.5. Solid, solid 4.5. Um, it's not one of those soundtracks as a whole don't stand out to me all that much. Yeah. But that's usually a good thing. There are very few times where a soundtrack standing out to me is a good thing. And that would be like Duel of the Fates. That one stood mm-hmm. out to me because the music was just so incredibly powerful. But for me, if music doesn't stand out, that means it fits. The times that it stands out for me are are when it's like, ah, that doesn't seem to match the, you know, the tone of the movie or or where we're going, the direction. Everything blended perfectly. And I have very little to say about the music in that regard. I mean, everything was just perfect. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's similar, but it swings both directions. If I'm noticing the music... It's either because it's really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I'm not really going to notice it too much. But for this one, you've got the first use of Imperial March, which yes. I think is, as much as we love Duel of the Fates, Imperial March is I always forget the that most this is the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows the Imperial March. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's probably 1A, 1B with the main theme. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's probably true. And then there's one there's one bit of music that I've I've always really liked um, because it it really does a good job of painting like the ominous suspenseful scene in a Star Wars way. Which when the rebels are getting ready for the assault, the Imperial assault on Hoth, um, and they're just they're in their trenches like waiting, and you hear the music that plays during that scene. It it's it's cool. Like it, it, it's scary. Like you can tell that something. Yeah, there's some ominous tones in it for yeah. sure. And then we get Yoda's theme, which I think is an underrated. It's one of the under. A lot of obviously, there's a bunch of characters with themes, but I like Yoda's theme. I can't listen to music um, with Yoda. Like I, I didn't pay too much attention to the music there, because the only thing I I think of is that uh, that parody, bad lip syncing video. <laughs> Yeah, with Yoda, seagulls, or something like that. But listen uh, to his theme. Grab the soundtrack okay, I'll, I'll after the listen to his listen. theme. You'll recognize it. You'll know that you'll okay. know the theme. So I, I, I believe think you. the music in this in this movie was great. That was um, great. No question. Effects. I put four. I did two. Yep. Wow, two in a row. I yep. had a hard time with this one though. Really? Yes. How so? Because there were moments where I couldn't tell if something was originally there or if it was added later. Um, definitely very 80s. Yeah. Way yeah, better absolutely. than we hope, but definitely very 80s. Um, there was one note that I had when Luke is escaping um, on Hoth, he turns off his lightsaber. Like, you hear the sound, but the lightsaber's still lit. Did you notice that? No. I totally yeah. missed that. It's a minor thing. Like, who actually cares? But, you know, we're we're rating effects here. Uh, um, I care. I love Cloud City. I think Cloud City looked really cool. Yeah, Cl- I mean, that's why this got a better rating than A New Hope, is I didn't notice nearly as much. You know, I mean, obviously there are certain things that you're like, oh, yeah, that's obviously not. It, it's not CGI effects. But it was much more polished, effect-wise, than A New Hope was. Um, You can tell right from the first scene. I didn't notice any 
um, like prequel era changes there were made. So I don't know if that's just I wasn't looking as hard or they weren't as noticeable, but and maybe I was just sucked into the movie too much. That's one of the hard things I've I've been finding with the original trilogy is I'll sit down and go to watch it and I just get sucked in. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to be writing notes like halfway through. And so I actually had to watch this movie twice, which is the first of any of these movies that I've watched twice in a row in the same week. Yeah. Um, but it was I, I also accredit that to it being so good that it was worth watching twice. Definitely. One, one other thing, the last note that I have for effects, it's cheesy. It's always been cheesy, but it's always been one of my favorite images from the movie. And it's at the end when Luke and Leia are looking out the, the window at the galaxy. Yeah, that I one looks kind of bad. Is, but I love it. I love that scene. It's like... That, that I don't, seems and I don't, a little rough. I couldn't tell you why I love that, but I, I absolutely... It's one of my favorites. See, leading up to that, I love the effects, the the scene where they're like testing the his new hand, and they're yeah. going through and making sure that... I love that. That scene... That scene as a kid was like, oh, that's cool. I want a robotic yeah. hand. Like, I remember thinking, I would love a robotic hand like that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I do think that, that both of those, things, like the things that we're talking about right now, pretty good for the 80s to be I able to do they that. Were great considering, yeah, the time frame. Like, that was, that was something else. Yeah. All right, so what'd you put for plot? 3.8. Oh. I gave it a 4.25. It's not that far off. Yeah, I just so thought yours would be higher. So I had I have a qualm with this a little bit. And it's just from one little part of the opening crawl. Um, they're talking about the rebellion being led by Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, this guy hasn't even had any training beyond a few hours with with Obi-Wan. And he's leading the rebellion. But then you watch the movie and he really isn't. So like he's not really leading the rebellion. I think that it was it was just opening crawl. You know, and Okay, well so here here's my take on this. Jedi have kind of been extinct, right? The rebellion yeah. obviously would side with the Jedi. Like a lot of them were Jedi sympathizers sure. when Order sixty six. And I know some of that a lot of that's, you know, retroactive you know it happened we we found all this out later down the road but if you had the only surviving jedi left in your in your army and on top of that he was the one who was able to blow up the death star without a finder wouldn't you be like all right maybe we should be like giving this guy some credit and i don't think what they mean by leading it is in terms of like strategically I think they're talking about hope. Maybe you might be right about that, but that's I think not this how is, I, read I think it. that's when when they're saying he's leading it. They're talking about Luke Skywalker is now the face of the rebellion. He is the icon to these rebels who, when they look and they say, "Hey, we can do this," this farm boy from you know BFE Tatooine is able to blow up the Death Star. Yeah, we can do something. We can really – he was the one that showed that this empire what you're saying. really can take a hit. They can take a beating. Like 
we we can we can do some damage to these guys. I get what you're saying, and I think it's a valid way to think about it. But that's not how I take it. He is the new hope for the galaxy. I think I think that line makes way more sense if it's said for Return of the Jedi. See, I don't as much for Return of the Jedi. I think it make I think it makes sense on the heels of a, of a New Hope. You see this, like I said, I just this don't kid. think that Luke. I think that it's a stretch. I, I I don't think that Luke is in a spot. Like one of the notes that I had for character was, like you can see the difference between Luke at the beginning of the movie and at the end. At the beginning of the movie, he's still kind of whiny, still the same sort of kid from New Hope. But by the end, he's a Jedi. Like he's talking. How like, is he whiny? Not hold on, whiny. hold on. No, no, no. How, how is he whiny? It's an exaggeration. It's an exaggeration. He doesn't whine once. But he's he out there freezing his nuts off for the rebellion. Gets freaking attacked by a wampa, survives it. The only time he's got any like teenage attitude, maybe, is With like Yoda. when he's sitting there. No, no, no. I'm talking about in, around the rebellion. I'm saying like when the only time any of that happens is just like when he gets the cocky grin on his face after Leia kisses him. Yeah, that was funny. Like um, that's the only thing. I'm talking about to Luke me, as the character. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about how the rebel the rebellion views him right now talking about how I don't think I think it's a stretch to call Luke a leader of any kind at this point in his character development. That's what I don't like about it. I disagree. I just think about how he is with Yoda. He is the yeah, whiny that's kid different. with Yoda. That, okay, but it's his when, I, character, when I'm though. looking at when I'm looking at the rebellion and their relationship with Luke, what they're seeing is this is the last surviving Jedi that we know of. I get it. I get it, but that's not how I'm taking it. Your point is valid, and I, I agree with that point. I can understand how the Rebellion might view him that way. I'm looking at it as a fan of the movie. I think it's a stretch to call him a leader of any kind at that point in time. But that's why I'm saying I think the Rebellion doing it and Yoda doing it would be two different things. If Yoda were to be like, yes, you're a, you're a leader of Jedi for future generations, you know, anything stupid like that, yeah, I would agree with you. I'm we're not talking, talking about how but the you were talking about the opening. Him, you were talking about the opening crawl, and that was your right. gripe with it. I personally don't like it because I don't think that he, his character, I don't think his character is a leader at that point. Sure, let the rebel, let the rebels view him as that. I understand why they might because everything you're saying makes sense. He's the only living Jedi. He took out the Death Star. The rebels are going to view him as a hero. But, All I'm saying is that's why it's in the opening crawls. Sure. I think it's a valid point. I don't like it because I don't think that he is a good leader at that point in time. He becomes one. Like, by the end of the movie, he is, for sure. I would agree. I think he's changed by the end of the movie. That's the character development. One of the things that makes Empire such a good movie is you see him get clearly from point A to point B. Yeah. All right. I just we're just looking at you. it from different lenses. I'm just saying the crawl makes sense. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick beef with that. It depends on the perspective that you're looking at the crawl from. If you're looking right. at like it, if you're from... looking at it from the right perspective or the wrong Shut perspective, up. I get it. I get it, Kevin. You <laughs> no, know, no, no, no. <laughs> everyone is free to be wrong, and I, I don't judge. <laughs> Go play with your four plus Lego set. <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I don't fully, but I, I'm, I, I will, I will take the next week as I'm watching Return of the Jedi to try and understand your point of view on it. It's invalid for Return of the Jedi because by the time we get to Return of the Jedi, I think he's fully fledged a leader. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, while I'm reviewing Return of the Jedi, I'm going to try and see your point of view on Empire Strikes Back. That's Don't what bother. I'm saying. Don't I'm bother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love you, man. All right. Um, so we were talking about what plot? Yeah, I plot, put, yeah, yeah. I put four point two five. I mean, I gave it a good score. Um, you know, when I was a kid, obviously, I can't say this about this viewing, but when I was a kid, I didn't see the whole Darth Vader, you know, being your father. That was a twist for me. Um, because mm. I started out what a lot of the older generation of fans will call the right way, watching the original trilogy before the prequels. Um, so. You know, for me, that that plot twist was like, oh, that's incredible. And when when Obi-Wan was like, no, there is another, you know, talking to Yoda, like, you know, I'm sitting here trying to figure out who on earth could that possibly be? (laughs) You know, as a as a four or five year old kid, I'm like, what? There's another one. It's all right. You want to know what kind of idiot I was with all the marketing for the movie and everything? (laughs) I the first time I learned that Anakin was Darth Vader was when I saw it in the movie theater and he turned into Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> like they weren't even hiding it in any of the trailers. Plot nothing. Twist. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's plot overall entertainment. What did you give the score? 4.9. I gave it a 4.5. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's stuff that I've already said. Han and Leia at the beginning arguing. Just so great. Um, the, and the faces that she was making like the the dirty looks that she was shooting at him reminded me of little Leia from Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, credit to to the actress. Yeah. I forget her name. Uh, but Vivian something that played. Yeah. Um, that played L- little Leia because she nailed it. Yeah. I mean, spot I, on. I, she did so. Yeah. I mean, casting, the acting, all of it. They did. They nailed it with her. Yep. Um. The visuals from Rogue Two, you know, when he's when he's trying to find Han, and it it doesn't look that great. But I've always thought it was so cool watching the watching outside the speeder up, going up and down. That, yeah. That's always very entertaining for me. And one funny note is I will bet I will bet a lot of money that Luke's first kiss was Leia. Oh, one hundred percent. There's no question about it. <laughs> I, I, he looked like he enjoyed it way too much. He was surprised by it, but you know, for this little farm boy to come out of nowhere and all of a sudden the princess is kissing him over the experienced smuggler pilot, yeah, who's, you know, cocky and arrogant, and the look he give. Well, I shouldn't say the look he gives Han. The look he doesn't give Han, where he just kind of looks away and kicks back a little bit. And the look on Han's face, I mean, he looks dumbfounded by it. it I mean, I will it's say funny the, scene. the few times that we got the three of them together were awesome, but we don't yeah. really get the three of them together all that much in this one. Yeah. And that's something I wish we had more. Um, one of my favorite scenes was Han screaming at Chewie, turn it off, turn it off. Um, and Chewie's just like, flailing around has no idea what to do um chewie's awesome yeah those moments are some of my favorite um just them anything with han and chewie i just 
I love I love anything that they're doing together. Absolutely. Well, th- yeah, those guys together. I wish we got a spinoff show of just them. Yeah. I'd be okay with like a an Adventures of Young Han and Chewie. Yep. You know where we get uh, Aldrin El- Elkrick or whatever Heinrich. Yeah, whatever his name is from the Solo movie and Chewie. I, I think that would be a fun one to do. One more note. This could have gone into character, I guess, but it's just it makes it always makes me laugh how Luke says Tatooine at the end. Have you ever noticed that? No. I don't remember what the full sentence is, but he's saying something and he says Tatooine. That's His weird. Planet. So are we they say pronouncing it? Right in a new it? Hope. No. That's confusing. What's <laughs> going on there? Wrong. He's just I wrong. Think- yeah, I, I wonder if George just like didn't want to reshoot, so he he's let like, it, "It's not worth it, it. It's fine." The kid's yeah. a hick. He doesn't know how to <laughs> how to pronounce his own yeah planet. That's yeah, that's funny. Was, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's just I've always thought it was funny. Um, what what did you? Why did you rate it four point five? Oh, for the same reason. I mean, the whole movie, the whole time, I was enthralled in it. Like, um, this. This movie, I think the relationship built between Han and you know Leia, um, to me, it's like you know if Han can get a girl like that, there's hope for everyone out there. You know, like <laughs> it, to me, I loved, I always loved, you know, the underdog in a relationship, and yeah. I would 100% classify Han as an underdog um, in that situation. He probably wouldn't. He would not classify himself as an underdog, but that's because he's a cocky, you know what? Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic between the two of them and their banter back and forth. I mean, they argue like an old married couple. For sure. Um, I think the writing did a good job to show that they just had natural chemistry, the two mm-hmm. characters, that is. Um, C-3PO cracks me up in this movie quite oh, yeah. often, especially him and Han. Like... Those two, Han hates him. I mean, you can just tell. He gets <laughs> so annoyed with 3PO. And I just feel bad because the droid is trying to help. But he's very obnoxious in how he delivers any of his messages. So, you know, I, I love that. Um, and obviously Luke. Like, for me, this is a huge jump in Luke. and uh, Luke's maturity as a Jedi and his training. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think seeing him with Vader was awesome. I mean, that, that, that lightsaber battle is a huge leap forward from what we got with Vader and Obi-Wan. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. It it was. Well, lightsabers are, are what really, really drew me to star Wars as a kid to begin with, you know, blasters are cool. Star Trek had, you know, phaser guns or whatever, you know, they had some kind of laser blaster, you know, other shows have done that, but a lightsaber, it's unique to Star Wars. Yep. And so you get this huge jump in terms of usage of the lightsaber. And it's like, oh, that is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall entertainment, fantastic. It's a great movie. I, I, I watched it twice in the same week. Like, Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good movie. So what's your overall, your overall score? I had 22 out of 25. Oh, okay. Okay. That's pretty good. I got 21.25. Out of nice. 25. I believe it's my second highest score. This 
is either my second highest or I think tied with my highest. I don't remember what the highest was because I haven't been keeping track like the smart person would. I have all of mine. I think Rogue One might be your highest. I have to go back and and rewatch or re-listen to all the episodes or at least skim through. Do you just delete your notes at the end of every week? Absolutely. <laughs> I just can make a new page. Yeah, that w- that would be smart. Or if I wrote it down in a notebook like I'd started out doing, something like that would have made more sense. But yeah. I just I delete and reuse the same parameters on on my notes page. So well, it is what it is. Yeah. But this is definitely a high ranking. This movie is great. Yeah, I would put it number two. I would say next week we'll cover, but it'll technically be this week because we're going to Thursday night cover yeah. Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and talk about Ahsoka a little bit as it comes out the following week. That's crazy. I can't wait. Super exciting. So does that mean it comes out like. It comes out Wednesday morning at 3 a.m. I assume so, yeah. Sweet. I am stoked. I'm so freaking excited, dude. Like, I've been waiting for new Star Wars content, specifically like adult. Obviously, we got Young Jedi Adventures. All right, yeah, it's fun. But I've been ready for like stuff geared towards us. Yeah, we're getting it. It is time. I know it hasn't been that long since The Mandalorian, but. It's time. It feels like it has. It's only been like a couple months. That's what's know, it crazy. Like it's been forever. I mean, just like a month or two ago, they were still releasing uh, new Mandalorian Lego sets and stuff. Yeah. So, kind of crazy. Exciting. All right, guys. You know where to hit us up on X, formerly known as Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, on... What else do we have, Kevin? Reddit. And now on Discord. Still don't know how Discord works. Yeah, we're getting that set up still. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get this going. Uh, so hit yep. us up. You know, if you have any questions you want us to ask or discuss on the podcast, shoot them to us in a message or post them on our page. Whatever works best for you. You can also email us at recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. Uh, RFB tends to do that every so often. So if you're listening and you have something you want to talk to us about, send us some stuff, RFB. We would love to hear from you. Give us a rating. Yeah, that's right. Leave us some ratings, guys. We would love to see. We haven't had any reviews in a little while. So if you want to leave us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I don't know if Google and Amazon do ratings or not. But if they do, leave us a rating. Unless it's less than five stars, then don't leave it. You can just send us that. Send us that in an email. That would be wonderful. Give us some critiques to work on. So, Kevin, you got anything else to add? Not a thing. That's it. Sayonara. May the Force be with you. And remember, this is the way. <laughs>